0: Well, today is Milestone Sunday, and we all have different milestones in our journey, whether that's professionally our first job or our graduation from high school or college or in our relationships, maybe we got a milestone we got married or maybe a recommitment in your marriage or a 50th wedding anniversary. We all have different milestones relationally, educationally, professionally, and spiritually. And this morning, we wanted to acknowledge the milestone, this mile marker of the spiritual journey of our students and children, and as a church, there are different mile markers that we have designed for them to experience throughout their time with us, from birth to age eighteen. There are different milestones, different moments that we want our children to experience God in the context of their family and in your program you 'll notice a, a brief a, a short little folder i'd love for you to pull that out because this is our discipleship pathway for our children. So what you saw this morning is just one part of an overall discipleship plan for our children and students. I'd just like to walk through a brief part of this so that you can see what we hope our students will experience. So when they graduate at age 18 and they go off to college, they go off to their careers, that there are some truths, some faith skills that they embody. And our desire that all of our children will embody these five faith skills. And on the left side of your program, or of your, of your insert, there's a brief description on how the church and the family come together as the true primary spiritual influencers of our children and students that that's how we work together to disciple our young people. The family and the church come together to disciple our children. And then there are stages of development in the middle section where there's early childhood. We want to incite wonder, elementary, provoke discovery. Junior and senior high years, we want to fuel passion. And there's three key elements with each stage of development. But I'd like us to focus on the right-hand side. The five faith skills. So that when our students leave from here, they're not just getting a Bible. They're not just having a nice moment in church. They have some skills that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. First faith skill is to navigate the Bible. They learn where they can go to find verses that will help them with specific questions. They survey and locate the Scriptures. They personalize Scriptures to remember Scripture when they need it the most. And apply it to everyday lives. They memorize and apply scriptures. Then dialogue with God to encourage our children to practice talking with God, both publicly and privately, and then to articulate your faith. To be able to discuss and wrestle with what they believe so children and teenagers can make their faith their own. They can share and defend their faith. And then finally, worship with your life. To know how to give back to God and to serve Him in a way they live their everyday lives. To serve and to invest their lives. And that's our desire from first grade to the early years to all the way up until they graduate. That these are the faith skills that we hope our children will embody. A couple of weeks ago I was talking with a parent about this little brochure. And I had a chance to meet with some uh, parents who were talking about our children's ministries and student ministries, and at the end of the meeting, he and I were just talking, and I noticed that he kind of folded this little green insert and put it in his little little square, and it looked like he was about to throw it away. And in my mind, I'm like, I really put a lot of time into that. (laughs) You know, I actually went to Kinko's, got that thing cut, and my wife and my mother, they stayed up late and folded this thing so it could be in the program. I say, you can't throw that away. You need to put that on your refrigerator. You need to have this in the mirror of your bathroom. You need to put this on the dashboard of your car. Because these are the ways you, as a parent, and we, as your church, will come alongside you so that your children will embody the faith of Jesus Christ. See, that's our desire. At Maple Grove Covenant Church, that our children will not just have a nice moment here, a milestone where they get a nice Bible or they have a nice memory of church, but that they will live out the faith they received from their parents and walk with God so that their children and their children's children will embody our love and faith in Jesus. The same parent that I was talking to that had this little wrinkled up thing, he asked me this, this question. He says, well, do you have a discipleship pathway for adults? Like, what is our pathway? And I said, well, we do, actually, have a pathway for adults. It kind of starts with these things here that we would embody, navigating the scriptures, personalizing the scriptures, uh, having a prayer life that our children would see, uh, being able to articulate our faith, worship with our lives, to certain of us that we would embody that. But ours isn't, you know, going through these stages of development. We have the big three, actually, our series. This is our pathway to grow in our faith. To connect with God and to the faith community. That if you could just spend a few minutes, a few hours of your week, these would be the big things. The most important things that you could do to grow in your relationship with God. The best things. The big things. The big three. A couple weeks ago we kicked it off. Maybe you were here. That one of the best things that you can do in your faith to grow in your relationship with God is to worship God. Weekly. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, that we're designed to worship God, that we are wired to worship, that we come together every Sunday morning to align our lives, our children's, our families, our hearts, our marriages to this one truth, that God's our creator, that he sent his son to redeem us. And every month we come back, not just for the coffee or the fellowship, but to gather and worship him, to connect with him, to hear from him, and to walk with our God. The first of the big three is to worship weekly. And then Craig last week spoke about how we move out of rows or pews and into circles. And we enter into community groups. Not pseudo-community where we kind of talk like we all know each other, but biblical community where we serve one another. Pray for one another, care for one another, love one another, forgive one another. We live out the one another's of Scripture. We worship weekly. We move out of rows into circles. We participate in a community group. And then this week is we serve passionately. That everybody has a part to play in the body of Christ. That everyone has a gift to contribute to serve the body of Christ. Of that that's how we as adults grow in our faith. We worship weekly. We have this discipline, this habit of coming together every week to realign our lives with who God is. Then we get into a community group, and we join in, and we converse, and we build community, and then we find a place to serve. We contribute to God's work in the world. We volunteer. When I was first introduced to church and introduced to God, I enjoyed the weekly worship. I was already in a Bible study, and then I decided to serve. I said, you know, i got to contribute. i got to give back. i got to participate in this church work. And I, I started volunteering in the youth ministries. And I went to Wednesday nights, and then I went on camping trips, and I invested in these students, and I had a great time. And then I said, hey, I could do more. So I started doing a jail ministry. And then as I was, I was going into the jails and I was praying for inmates and I was reading the scriptures, and I was getting to know the inmates, and then after that, I said, I'm gonna do a sports ministry. And I volunteered with the hockey team and the basketball team, and I started to do it, and then I did all three. I did the youth ministry, the jail ministry, the sports ministry, and then I did an additional Bible study, and then I burned out. Because I was doing all these things, and I slowly deteriorated my faith. I was doing things for God but not with God. I was doing all these activities, but I didn't take time to personally walk with God. And I crashed and burned. And I burned out. And for a very long time, I stayed clear of volunteering at church. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you volunteered at church and you had a bad experience, or maybe you did it for different reasons and you crashed and burned and you burned out, and you said, I don't ever want to do that again. Well, that was me. I said, I don't want to do that. I don't have the time. I'm too busy, or it was too challenging, or I, I, it didn't go the way that I thought that it would. And I got to be honest that in that time, my spiritual life got a little bit stale because I wasn't really engaged. I was going through the motions at church. And then my pastor, at the time, taught a message on the body of Christ and the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm sure many of you have heard these passages that we're going to read in a moment, but for me, it was new, it was fresh. Maybe I heard them before, but it was so fresh and clean and clear at this moment. Because Paul wrote a letter to Christians who wanted to make a difference in the world, but they didn't know how. They had immense potential and talent But the church was full full of tension and division. And God spoke a word through Paul to the church in Corinth. And this is what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. You are the body of Christ. Christ Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. Now you are the body of Christ of Christ each one of you has a part God placed in the church first of all apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing of helping of guidance and of different kinds of tongues we all have a part to play in the body of Christ each one of us has a gift to contribute Paul wrote this to the Romans For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraged, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. God, in his great wisdom, gives gifts to the body. Everybody has a gift to contribute, a place to serve. You have a gift. I have a gift. The person in front of you has a gift. The person behind you has a gift. Each one of us, in God's great wisdom, has been given a gift to contribute to the body, a place to serve in the body of Christ. Some people have the gift of teaching. Some people have the gift of of encouragement. Some have the gift of generosity. Some have the gift of leadership, of helps, of gifts of mercy. All of us have a different gift, and all of us have been given a gift To contribute to the health of a highly functioning body of believers. Paul even wrote this to the Corinthians. He said, This, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And I love this part. If one part suffers, then we all suffer. If one is honored, then all parts rejoice with it. If one part suffers, if one part of the body doesn't do his or her part, then we all suffer. If one part is honored, then we all receive the benefits. We're all interconnected. If one part suffers, we all suffer. If one part's honored, we are all honored. So after I heard my pastor bring these truths to bear through his word, I decided to volunteer again at church. I asked God for wisdom. I reread these passages of Scripture. I resonated with the gift of mercy and compassion. I just reread these same Scriptures. I said, God, you you know, I'm kind of resonating with this gift of mercy. So when I, I see someone in pain, I feel that pain. And so I started volunteering in the compassion ministries of the local church that I was at. And as I was volunteering with refugees, I began helping refugees get back on their feet fleeing war, coming to this country, having nothing. Through my church, I was able to befriend and assist refugees, connect them with other resources. And you know what happened? I didn't burn out. I didn't feel obligated. I didn't feel like it was a duty. I experienced joy in serving God and finding my part in the body of Christ. Later, I discerned that maybe there was a gift of leadership, and I, and I got some friends together and we started studying the Bibles and I experienced God's presence anew because I found a small place in the body of Christ where I could give the gift that God gave me and I contributed to the work of God in his church and that's our desire for everyone at Maple Grove Covenant Church to experience the joy of serving passionately to having that experience where you know that you have a place in the body that god's given you a gift and that gift is to be given away so that the the body could be built up and so that you could experience the joy of service everybody's got a part to play we all have a gift to contribute and when one part of the body doesn't give, doesn't contribute, doesn't do their part, the whole body suffers. But when we're all working together towards God's mission in the world. We experience his joy and work in the world. One of my mentors said it best when he said it this way. A gift is only a gift when it's given away. Isn't that a great little statement? A gift is only a gift when it's given away. Meaning you could have the gift of teaching, but if you never teach, it's not really a gift. You could have the gift of serving, but if you never serve, it's not really a gift. You could have a gift of music, but if you never play a song or play an instrument or sing a song or, or play an instrument, it's not really a gift. A gift is only a gift when you, when you give it. When you give it away, that's when... A gift becomes a gift. A gift is only a gift when we give it away. A person can never say, I have the gift of leadership and never lead in the church. A person can never say, I have the gift of helps" so and never help. A gift is only a gift when we give it away because we all have a part to play in the body of Christ. That's why serving passionately, is the final moment of the big three. It's the final experience of the big three. We want to worship weekly, gather every week to acknowledge who our God is and to worship him and to hear from him. Then we want to move out of rows into circles and join a community group where you can go deeper in the word and love and support one another. And then we want to move out of our groups and into a place of service that somehow in some way as you read God's word, as you pray over the different gifts, as you look at different opportunities in the church, that God will resonate something inside of your heart and that you'll step out in faith and say, I'll do that. I can volunteer a little bit of my time. I've got some energy. I want to join in in what God is doing through his church. And I know it's risky. I know you might get hurt, even burned out. You might even fail. But didn't God take an enormous risk when he sent his son into the world? I mean, God could have saved the world any way that he wanted, but he sent his son into the world to die on the cross so that we might believe in him. God could have given up on humanity. He could have created a new planet. He could have saved creation all by himself, but he chose you. And he chose me. He gifted you. And he gifted me to play a part in the body of Christ, to have a role in his church, to continue this redemptive work in the world. It's been said that there are three core longings in every human heart that there's a longing to be loved. A longing to love and a longing to be part of something bigger than yourself. That there are three core longings in every human heart that we have this longing to connect with God in an unconditional love. We have a longing to connect with community and we have a longing to participate in something bigger than ourselves that will last the test of time, that will have an eternal impact. And we can find it here in the local church by volunteering, by finding your place, by experiencing the joy of serving God passionately. In your programs, there's a a, a small card. If you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to find this card and pull it out. The card is simply three ways, or a number of ways to make it happen. That we believe that, people choose to serve the impact of their service not only has an impact on our world and our community but has an impact on your life and on this card there are a handful of different ways that you can serve and i'm inviting everyone to check a box or two and then drop that in the offering in just a few minutes to just check a box or two to first, certainly pray over it but then say you know i'm willing i can help out at least help me get some more information that's really what this is as you scan through this list, check a box or two and then someone from our staff will call you up or send you an email and say, how else? Let's learn more about this opportunity for you to serve passionately, to find your place in the body of Christ. I had a chance to meet last Wednesday with some friends as part of our children's and student Ministries. This is the children's ministry volunteer team. Some are on staff, but the bulk there are volunteers. We met last Wednesday. I must say there's a little bit of passion going on right now in our children's ministries. And what I love about this little group, some of them just said, I'll serve. I'll do my little part. I have a gift to contribute. I'll participate. And my prayer for them and my prayer for all of us is that we would experience the joy, the absolute joy of serving God in the local church. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment that we can spend together acknowledging a milestone for our children and students. That this is a moment in time where they stop, where we stop, and we pause as a community to say you are doing a good work right here. But Lord, we know that there are countless of volunteers behind those students in their youth group, in their Sunday school class, in their lives that have built them up so that they could be at this moment to live out their faith. And so we thank you for the volunteers that made it possible for these students to come up. And we ask, I ask, in the name of Jesus that we would all experience that joy of passionately serving you and growing in our love and joy and experience of you, our Savior, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to receive the offering. The offering is an extension of our worship because we believe that everything we have is a gift from God. And we simply give back to God a percentage of our income to acknowledge our faith, our trust in God as our provider.